Welcome to Retail Level Up's Moment with Nikki. Today we have a special guest, Brandon Emsch. Brandon has been in the food and beverage industry for practically his whole career, and he comes to us with some great insights of leading and managing people. He has led hundreds of people throughout his career, and he has worked for corporate, uh, recognized casual dining establishments, and a variety of privately owned establishments from the small to the large venues. So welcome, Brandon. Thank you. Good to have you here. Thank you, glad to be here. So why don't you tell us about yourself, like where you grew up and how you happened to get into the food and beverage industry. I grew up in Elk Chatteroy, Washington. Uh, it's about 50 miles from here. Um, growing up, I always knew that I liked um, interacting with people and being, I was a pretty outgoing um, kid. Um, so I just carried that over into after uh, high school, um, customer service based jobs throughout, um, you know, my, my younger years and, uh, yeah, just grew from there. Okay. All right. And so currently you are the co-owner of an establishment in downtown Sandpoint, which is a small resort town in Northern Idaho nestled between the states of Washington and Montana. So tell us about the, the restaurant that you own currently. Uh, I own Baxter's on Cedar and Baxter's The Back Door. It's a two-story venue um, here in uh, Sandpoint. We do um, uh, casual um, fine dining and then in our downstairs basement bar, we have live music Fridays and Saturdays and also an open event area that larger groups can um, rent out and do their large parties. Okay. And what is it about the restaurant bar industry that you enjoy? Uh, camaraderie between uh, my fellow um, workers and myself, um, guest experience. I have a great time, you know, with um, um, my regulars. I have a great time meeting new people. Um, you know, I like watching the machine work perfectly. And so really that's a restaurant every day. You don't have a long time to set things up. You have a very short amount of time to make it perfect. And I like that. I like that pressure. I like being put underneath the spotlight and just performing. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you mentioned machines. Sounds like you establish like regular processes that you use. Absolutely. Absolutely. On a daily basis, you have to put aces in places, as I like to call it. That's a corporate term that I got years ago that I hold on to. And it works. You know, it's um, every day you, you have a lineup and I look at it as a sports league mm. as how do I win this game? You know, and every day I try to win with the staff that I have and I have a great staff, you know, they put uh, their nose to the grindstone every day for me and really, um, you know, try to exceed my expectations, but it comes with constant, you know, leadership and guidance from um, not only myself, but, you know, other staff members to, you know, hold everybody accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, but you put your uh, best foot forward every day that you're there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a really good staff that, that is kind of buying into my culture. So what was it that made you decide you wanted to own your own business? Um, after years of doing it, uh, you just get tired of being told what to do, really. <laughs> you, I'm one of those people that I like to take pride in, what, in everything that I do. And so if I'm putting myself and my kind of goal and strategy into something, I want it to be mine. I want ownership in it. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm not saying that I didn't like doing it for other people. I enjoyed it, but I get much more fulfillment of going, you know, leaving every day and saying my plan worked, mm. you know, and uh, it doesn't always work, <laughs> but I try to make it work, you know, every day that I'm there. And um, like I said, it's fun. I like the machine, you know, I like, I like it when it just kind of fits perfectly. Mm -hmm. It never does, but I mean, I get close sometimes. <laughs> I get close sometimes. So there's a big leap, big difference between working for others and working for yourself. Absolutely. And what I have found in my own experience is that when you make that transition, one of the surprising things is that though you were driven as an employee, when you worked for someone else, you were probably always you know, the first one there, the last one to leave, mm. always delivered things on time to your boss. But it's a little different when you are your own boss. Oh, absolutely. You have to hold yourself accountable every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I walk in and I'm just like, what did I say? <laughs> did I, am I doing? Yeah. Okay. I said that. I got to follow the line that, that I drew in the sand. And, uh, you know, it's just being on top of it. You know, I feel like not only am I there physically every day, but mentally I have to be there every morning when I wake up. I am accountable for all these guys all my employees well-being mm -hmm. and so I take that to heart I mean that's very important to me that they have a um, you know a good family life that they have a good work experience that they you know want to come back to work mm -hmm. you know I'm only as good as as my worst employee you know and they these are all sayings that Yogi Berra you know I, um, Lombardi said it's there's quotes and quotes that you can go back to but there's some of those out there that I hold on to and I hold the very dear that, you know, I try to base my life around, you know, if, if I say something, I have, I have to, you know, project it every day. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's the accountability process that, that you have to, um, you know, act out every day as an owner. It has to be your true form. And so, I mean, I can't shy away from that. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, it's got to be me. It's got to be the culture that we're that we're building as a restaurant as a full. So. And the accountability you're talking about, accountability for yourself and what you do, or accountability everything. for your people. Everything, everything. You know, it's it's paying bills to scrubbing the floor. You know, you have to you have to do everything in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no. I'm no. I'm not better than a dishwasher. I'm not better than a line cook. I'm not better than a busser. We're all there to help each other out and go home mm -hmm. happy, you know, and fulfilled. You know, it's got to be a job well done every day. And that, that's a great attitude and approach for a leader to have because then it sets you up for success because then your people see you doing the same thing that, that they're doing, that you're not above that. Absolutely. And you're pitching in right alongside them. Absolutely. I don't care about cleaning the toilet. Who cares? It's got to be done. I mean, why would I be any different than anybody else? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, yes, do I pay somebody to do it for me sometimes? Absolutely. But I'm doing something else at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I don't look down on any job anytime. Yeah. You know, my dad said something to me very on in my life that really stuck with me. He's like, you know, you can be a millionaire doing whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Just be the best at it. Mm -hmm. And that's true. You know, there's, there's million dollar mechanics out there because they know how to do their job properly. Yep. Do it, you know. Mm -hmm. Really, really put your mind and your yourself into what you do, and you'll be successful. I, I, I hold that true. So. Yeah, and your effort. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about the restaurant bar that you you run. Like what kind of menu do you have? And um, I have an array of, of items on there. I, first off, I, I bought the bar when it was already established. It's a great restaurant here in Sandpoint. I worked there. I opened the, the lower bar uh, about three and a half years ago. And uh, it's just something I knew right from walking in the door that I wanted. You know, the, um, the previous um, owners did a great job of just, you know, setting the hours, setting the menu, and, you know, really running with it. What I want to bring to the table is just blowing it up. You know, I want to bring my kind of flair to it, which is more live music, uh, faster paced, um, and it's, it's fun. I love it. I mean, there's nothing better than, than having um, live music and seeing, you know, a crowd's face when they're enjoying good food, watching music, and just relaxing. I mean, that's, that's what, you know, that, that's what I wanted to bring to it. Um, our, our upper bar um, slash restaurant is just um, very small, seats about 55 people, and it's, you know, just warm, inviting food. You know, homestyle meatloaf. We have a main lobster roll that we're known for. Um, you know, we tried to add things that are just hearty and, and rich and, and good, and people, you know, they, they feel full when they leave. That's, that's the goal, mm -hmm. you know. But we also have lighter menu. You can do whatever you want. You can do salads. You can do, um, you know, fish of the day and specials and stuff like that. So it's, it's just fun. I mean, it keeps everybody creative, um, engaged at work, and I don't know, mm -hmm. lighthearted. It's fun. I enjoy it. So how do you motivate yourself to do the parts of the job since you are your own boss? And you don't have to do, you know, the parts you don't like. But how do you motivate yourself to do those parts? Uh, you know, it just, to me, it just doesn't really matter. I mean, motivation is, you know, it's self-driven. You have to go every day knowing that today I'm going to do the best job that I can when I walk in the door. You know, and that's, I think that's something that is from you know, peers uh, throughout my career, you know, I'd walk in the door and I wouldn't be in a very, you know, motivated mood and, and they'd pump me up and they'd get me ready for it. And I try to translate that to my employees and, you know, not everybody's going to have the greatest day every day. That's just how it is, mm -hmm. you know, but it's my job to go in there and, you know, get people excited. Hey, it's a Saturday. We're going to make some money today. Let's make some money. You know, let's have a good time. Let's cooperate. Let's work as a team. You know, and when, like I said earlier, the watching the machine run is all the gratitude that I need. Mm -hmm. You know, money comes and goes, but to see like people actually enjoying what they do and kind of mold into your plan is fantastic. That's gratification enough for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, um, I don't know, puts a smile on my face. When I walk away for, from something that, that I constructed or, um, you know, one of my management staff constructed and it's successful, I'm elated. I mean, it's just fantastic for me. So you've mentioned this a couple of times. It, it sounds like a huge part of your success is your ability to relate to people. I try to, I try to. I mean, I'm not gonna relate to everybody the same, but I mean, you gotta find yourself on a level with, I, I just like people, you know, it's, in my business, if you don't like people, you're in the wrong business. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. On my days off, I want nothing to do with people. 
today. But I mean, on the days that I'm at work and engaged with my guests, I have the greatest time. I learn something about them. Hopefully they learn something about me that they enjoy or they don't, mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, that's, that's the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. But having a good time on a daily basis at what you do should be everybody's goal in, in, in the profession. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy it to the fullest, coming in, having a good time, smiling, laughing, messing with people, whatever. It's fun. A little yeah. witty banter. A little witty banter. Didn't, it's never hurt anybody. <laughs> so. Now, what kind of marketing strategy do you have? Uh, you know, in a small town, I really just do a lot of word of mouth. Um, of course, I'm in the um, little hometown paper weekly with just my live music. But, you know, people depend so much on Google reviews and Yelp and mm -hmm. TripAdvisor and stuff. The best advertising to this day has been word of mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people come as far away as Texas saying that their friend that came up here and ate told them they had to come there. Wow. You know, that's, that's how word spreads. Mm -hmm. You know, it can work both, work both ways. But I'd much rather hear of somebody that enjoyed it and told their friend than reading a TripAdvisor review or a Google Star or something like that. Don't get me wrong, we got good reviews. <laughs> but I get more fulfillment as an owner, operator, that people enjoy it outside of it and they tell their friends. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing about places. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was telling you to squeeze in at Clarkport. Yeah. I was like, it's amazing. Go, go there, you know. So that's what I want to hear. I want to hear more of um, customers, guests, expanding my business for me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I, I feel that that's the best way to do it. And you do that through delivering an exceptional experience every time. I try to. Mm -hmm. I try to. You know, it's um, not only is, do I try to be like timely in my service, but I also want to be engaging. You know, what are you doing? What are, what are we here for? You know, we're just passing through. We're just passing through. I don't care about you. Get out of here. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's finding that little in with every guest. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody can go up and say, what do you want? You know, but that takes away from what you're selling. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to sell something, what do you like? What are you here for? You know, you're not just walking in a place just to look at the walls. Right. I mean, you're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're hungry. You know, when you walk into a retail store, you want something. Right. You want. Yeah. Just ask. Didn't cross that threshold yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Don't waste time. Get after it. Let's go. <laughs> time is money, man. I mean, in everything that we do in life, it sure is. it's the procrastination that kills me. Yeah. I'm very quick to just be like, let's go. Let's get to the point. You know, so um, that doesn't take away from it, I don't think. But I mean, also, it, it just beats them to the punch. You know, I like to be the first to engage. And so, I don't know, it's worked out for me so far. Okay. Does your business have a mission statement? Uh, yes and no. It has an old one that um, my, the previous owner wrote um, that I don't really follow anymore. I'm not saying it's bad. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, my mission statement is uh, treat others as I want to be treated. That's really what it comes down to. Um, if I lead by example, you know, I want my staff to care about each other, care about each other, mm -hmm. buy into what I'm doing. And it's all about building culture. You know, if you build a culture where people want to work, they're going to thrive. 
You know, there's nothing worse than waking up and going, oh, I got work today. That is the worst, you know? Yeah. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah, I want to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and you want people that want to go to work every day. Absolutely, to work for you. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. pay people well, treat them like human beings, be nice to them, engage. I want to know what they're doing. How do I make their outside life better so their their inside or their work life is better? That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a revolving door, so to speak. And yeah, it's a circle. Yeah, what goes around comes around. Exactly. How you treat people is how they're going to those those treat more, you, you know, cliche. They're, they're great sayings. <laughs> they are, especially if you actually act on them. Absolutely, it's one thing to have you know the sign on the wall that you know this is our mission statement and this is what we believe in, but if you don't act it, right? Then All corporations have a mission statement. All corporations don't follow the mission statement. I've worked for corporations. <laughs> they don't. Okay, I'm not going to say which ones. So. <laughs> Um, So, I know some of our audience might be interested to know um, the technical services that you use to support your business, like the things that you use for your point of sale system, credit card processing, um, any other technical services that you use. You know, I try to keep as basic technical services as I can, Mm -hmm. mainly because I don't like technical services. You know, for a POS, point of sale system, uh, we use Lavu, and it's a very simple um, system that's you know set up and and um, uh, kind of you know overseen by the same guy that does our um, credit card um, processor, which is Card Connect, which is fantastic. You know, the easier you make it for your um, servers and your wait staff and your bartenders, the easier your life's going to be. You know, as an owner, you want something very um, straightforward, easy to use, something that you don't have to mess with every day. And those two, um, you know, um, processors mm-hmm. have been fantastic for me okay. and for them. I mean, so. great job to the previous owner for picking Lavu. I think it's a great process, very easy to use. So solid, user friendly. Solid, user friendly. You know, I have I do updates on it daily by you know specials and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's very easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not a technical, computer savvy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it because I have to, mm-hmm. because you're your owner, you have to know that kind of stuff. But I don't. My brain doesn't work in that way, and to have somebody that you know I can call and who actually answers mm-hmm. these simple questions that I have is fantastic. And Lavu has been great. So now, what about you know, this is this is the age of technology and artificial intelligence and all the kinds of, you know, reports that probably some point of sale systems, you know, say that oh, you know, you can get all this predictive analysis because mm-hmm. on Mondays you sell more of this and on Tuesdays you you know have to run on that. Yeah, I don't dive that far into it. I do run trend reports and um, because trend reports have always been so close to what you do on a daily basis. Mm. It's insane, you know, in, in a restaurant. And I use trend reports um, early on in my career at a corporate restaurant, and they were almost, you know, they, they'd be within about $500 in sales daily. And it gives you an idea of what you have to prep, you know, going into a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of gives you a head, oh, you got a busy weekend coming up. You know, let's prep a little bit more. Every day is a crapshoot. You're not going to know what you're doing, going to do in sales on a daily basis. 
but trend reports help you um, staff and they help you do prep for a restaurant. Um, inventory, we do it the old fashioned way. We write it all down on paper, you know, and that way it's on hand and we see it going through each day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just check in minus on a daily basis. Chef comes in, his main job is to set up a prep list for, for um, cooks coming in. And so really his first half hour to 45 minutes is just looking through product that we have on hand, making a list of what needs to be done for the day, the 911 stuff that needs to be done first, the stuff that can wait for dinner. Um, you know, once you get the machine working in the way that you want, it's very easy to get into a nice flow mm-hmm. um, first thing in the morning that sets your day off right. And um, yeah, I mean, we got a great chef that he, you know, he's been working the system now since I took over about a year and a half and he's, I don't have to mess with him at all. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what to do. He's very communicative with me. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's great because I don't worry about what he needs to do. Right. I, we communicate about it, mm-hmm. but he knows what he needs to do. You know, he's got the same kind of mentality as me. It's like, we're here to make it till tomorrow. You know, and that's not taking away from what you have to do today, but it's it's looking forward. It's looking past what what just needs to be done today. Sure. You know, and so that's worked out great in my past, mm-hmm. and it's he's really bought into that kind of mentality. So there was a phrase that you had mentioned to me once about um, closing to open. Oh, ABC always do closing. Yeah. Yeah, that was I learned that in my corporate days also and it's what what can I do before my shift to get out early and so it's utilizing your time wisely. absolutely absolutely I mean I walk in the door thinking what can I do so I can go home early that doesn't mean I don't want to be there okay but that means if I instill that in my employees Mm -hmm. that's going to save you in labor that's not that's gonna there's nothing worse than somebody just standing around all day mm-hmm. okay as a manager as an owner it works the same way what are you doing right now nothing cool you're just costing me money you know but also using your time wisely I mean we're there to work and in a restaurant um, you know I'm the only one that works over eight hours a day these guys are there for a very short amount of time you know four to six hours yes yeah, some some days they work 12 hours but mostly they're there for about four hours. Mm-hmm. And so when they're there to maximize their money that they're making, they need to focus on their tables, yeah. you know, at the time that they get them. And that means if you come in and it's slow, great. Use that time wisely. Get your stuff not, that needs to be done for your shift, before your shift, and during your shift for after your shift. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's always be closing, and I get that you know, yelled at me all the time as they're mocking me by my employees, but, <laughs> but they it know works. The phrase. They, know, they know the phrase mm-hmm. and it works for them, yeah. you know, and they'll say it mockingly mm-hmm. as they're doing stuff, whatever, mock away. Okay? If it at works. the end of the night, yeah, if they, at the end of the night we get to go home early, you know, because you uh, put your head down to the grindstone, great, mock, all, mock me all, all you want. So. so you once shared with me, um, there was like a, a standard financial structure of a restaurant and it was something like 30% food costs, 30% labor, 30% operational, and then 10% goes back into the business. Is that correct? Is that the Correct. Formula? 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you try to do. You know, in this day and age with um, cost of goods going up and labor going up, you know, luckily our overhead isn't, isn't that much. Um, and I, you know, that's utilities and rent and stuff like that. In a small town, you're going to get kind of that leeway. Um, and the state of Idaho, you know, labor helps me out a little bit. But cost of goods right now is, it's tough, you know, um, especially with COVID going on and what we can get for delivery and what we can't get for delivery and just working around those kind of parameters on a daily basis and keeping, you know, the price of, of our entrees and stuff down. I mean, I don't want to overcharge something that I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's utilizing the ingredients that you have. Cross-utilization in a restaurant is huge. You know, you have to take what's in a soup and put it in a burger, you know, or what's in a burger and put it into an entree. So it's, it's, it's a three-step rule that we like to use. If, if this one item you can't put into three things, you don't get to use that item. Mm-hmm. And in a restaurant, that really saves um, you money for one, and just inventory. You don't want an abundance of, of inventory. Yeah. You know, because what if we do shut down for 70 days due to COVID? You're sitting on a lot of inventory. What do you do with all this? You're shut down for 70 days. Yeah. This item's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Got to get rid of it somehow. So it worked out for the best. I'm just been a rough year. <laughs> so. What can you share with our audience, your top do's and don'ts? So the, the most basic things that if someone was starting a restaurant or a bar or thinking about it, what would be the top things that they should do? Top things that they should do opening a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hire a great staff. You know, you're only as good as, as your weakest link. That's, that's a true statement, um, you know, you can hire somebody that doesn't have experience in a restaurant, but you better be willing to stay behind them and make them who you want them to be. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say that they're fantastic at stuff. I've turned a high school kid into a chef at a major restaurant in Tri-Cities. Okay? Because he had the will. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You know, and following that every day, following behind him. Doing great there, doing great there. I'm not a chef. I am a general manager of a restaurant. I'm an owner of a, of a restaurant. I have never been a chef. Do I like food? Absolutely. Do I know how to do stuff? Absolutely. But I like doing ideas, and I like other people executing my ideas. You know? So hire great people. Hire motivated people. Okay. You know? And you're it's one out of 50. Hmm. I mean, it really is. You know? Somebody that wants to be there is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, um, there's a, a phrase that comes down to skill or will. Exactly. So exactly. somebody may have skill, but if they don't have the will, exactly, they're, they're not, not going to do anything. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I've gone through numerous chefs, you know, in my life mm-hmm. because, Hey, I mean, you can talk a big game. Are you going to execute it? Yeah. You know, and really, I mean, I hold the people that execute it to such a higher standard than, you know, somebody that says they can do stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I can do this. Show me, show me, you know, there's okay. been, there's been 19 year old kids that have out, out, outdone a chef mm-hmm. who's been a chef for 25 years. I've mm-hmm. seen it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that, that doesn't just come down to a restaurant that comes down to everything. 
-hmm. you know, sure. so. Any other top to-dos? Um, to-dos, when opening a restaurant. Or, yes, you know, ha re have recommendations. A, have a clear understanding of what you want to do. You know, don't go outside your boundaries. Don't try to grow more than um, than your what your business is, and that means just don't don't take on extra responsibilities. You know, yeah. work what you know, and I mean because there's there's endless opportunities in in, um, in restaurants, catering, mm -hmm. you know, offsite doing this, offsite doing that. Is it worth it? You better be willing to break it down. Mm -hmm. You know. Put the time and the effort into what you know and, and what I mean, you do well and what you do well yeah absolutely mm -hmm. don't overextend yourself any um big things that they should not do what are your big don'ts or lessons that you learned that you'd like to share and save somebody else well you have to be present you know you can't you can't oh. do something and not be there to execute mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to you know if you take a day off at, as an owner your staff is going to remind you well, yeah, how was your day off? Well, it's two a week, you know, it's, it was pretty great, mm -hmm. but you know, be present, be on the phone, communicate well, um, you know, follow that, that line that you drew in the sand. I mean, you have to just beat it into their brains every single day. This is how it's going to be. That's not saying I don't take outside ideas. I love you know, grabbing an employee's idea and, and making it, you know, one of our own and then giving them praise for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they put in as much time there as I do. Um, they don't have the same responsibilities, of course, but that shows me that they care about what they're doing. Well, some of the best ideas can come from the people on the front lines. Absolutely. Because they're working it right there. Absolutely. I'm not always right. And I, you know, I what? try to, well, I mean, I try to tell everybody that I, that I work with. It's like, you know, I lean on my management team to kind of rope in some of these crazy ideas that they have. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do a lot. That's great. But I also get talked down a lot. My wife does it to me. You know, my employees do it to me. And, when you and say I talk, thank them for that. Talk down is just bring you back down to reality. Like, Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I have big aspirations and big goals. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay for them to say, <laughs> that's not going to work. That's, that's a little too far-fetched. It's okay, you know. Mm -hmm. So, any other tips you'd like to offer to the audience about being your own boss, owning a restaurant bar, dealing in the service industry? Um, you know, if, if you don't like engaging with people every day, you're in the wrong business. You know, you have to be bought in to yourself when you talk to other people. Um, you know, I can't feed everybody a line. I'm trying to be as personable as I am. And if they like me, great. If they don't, it is what it is. But I'm selling myself every day. And if you own your own business, that's really what you're doing. You're selling a piece of yourself um, to your guests. Mm -hmm. You know, and love what you do. Good tips. Thank you. I hope so. All right, now we're going to do a rapid fire. Yay. Q&A. Okay. Real quick. Ready? Go. Texting or talking? Oh gosh, talking. Uh, favorite day of the week? Uh, Sunday fun day. Favorite city in the U.S. besides Sandpoint, Idaho? Oof. 
right. Lightfish. Last song you downloaded. The Keys by Matt Duncan. Favorite holiday. Mm, favorite holiday? Holiday. Yeah. Oof. Christmas. Thanks. New Year's. Okay. What age do you want to retire? Last year. What age do you think you will retire? Uh, pff, never. Favorite celebrity chef? Oof, Anthony Bourdain. Mm, rest in peace. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go in? I'm in the happiest place I've ever been. A place you most want to travel? New Zealand. Mm. Favorite junk food? Oof, Triscuits and cheese. Canned cheese? No, just like sharp cheddar cheese. Okay. I love cheese and fries. Uh, favorite dish at Baxter's? The Creole Etouffee. I had it. It's really good. <laughs> favorite season? Winter. Uh, what was your last Halloween costume? I was a duck hunter. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite sport? Selecting from this list, what's your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? All rice. And finally, what's for dinner tonight? Cruella to pay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Mickey. That was fun. Wonderful having you. Well, thank you for, for having me. All right. And to uh, get more tips and interesting information from Retail Level Up, you can visit us on our website, retaillevelup.com. You can find us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and also check out our podcast available on Spotify, um, Apple, and all kinds of places. Thanks for listening. Bye.